If you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hey, hey, CEO Mischief Makers, welcome back to the conversation again. MKJ here. And if you have not listened to the first two episodes of this conversation with the incredible, the incomparable Brittany Filori, you need to go back and do that. Monday, we talked obviously about or the first episode, whether it's Monday or, or Friday, when you're listening to this, we talked about mindset. Wednesday, the second episode, we got to talk about impact and innovation. And I'm telling you, she and her company have innovated agency start and growth like you have never heard. So you need to go listen to that. Now today, she's going to give you a few more secrets. And this one I'm really excited about, even though I don't necessarily run a full agency anymore. I think I can take some of the things that she's going to talk about today and implement them, whether or not I run an agency. So first off, welcome back, Brittany. You ready? I'm ready. Yes. All right. Strategy and tactics. Out of everything you've talked about in the previous two episodes, because your company is quite unique in this space, what is the strategy you feel has made the most impact for your partners, clients, customers, and then their ability to serve their customers? Right. Yeah. I think the biggest strategy is removing them from the day-to-day. And that is a it is a very big umbrella, right? Because everybody's day to day looks different. But you know, statistically speaking, our agency currently experiences about a three percent churn, which is pretty healthy with ninety seven percent retention. I evaluate this churn to a level of like understanding, like probably nobody else does in their business. Eighty seven percent of our churn comes from people partners who currently choose to manage their clients. And it's an interesting thing because I think it kind of comes down to like what we were talking about in the first episode where, you know, not everybody is fit for the right role. That's that control factor, right? You get people in, they start their marketing company and they're like, nah, I'm just going to, I'm going to take care of these clients. They know me, they trust me. I would sold them, you know, it's all the reasons. Removing them from the process not only increases their lifetime value of a client because now they're going to be able to have smart people managing them, it allows them to focus on scaling and selling, which is going to be now most of their time. Okay. Listen to that, please. Everyone hearing our voices, because like I said in that first episode and the second episode, this control is the number one thing that is going to kill your business. And I speak from experience. So tell me more about that. How are you actually removing them from the thing that they originally started, right? I mean, that's kind of a, it's almost like a spiral that you get into. Like, how can I remove myself from the thing that I do and remove myself from the thing that I do, (laughs) right? I mean, so tell me, how do you do that? Yeah. So we created something called the Jessel Method. We used to be one piece of the pie, right? So you have a whole business model. Fulfillment is one aspect of that. And that isn't a traditional white label setting. That's exactly what we used to do. And we couldn't figure out like, gosh, why do we have such high churn? Like they love us. The partners still continue to give us clients, but they keep losing their clients. And what it came down to was 
not having the right people managing the clients, not showcasing the right systems in front of the clients, not educating at a level with expectation that helps to give value and retain clients. And so that's really where we found ourselves in a boat of how do we solve this? How do we fix this and innovate this? And so a lot of the strategy that we put in place it actually was separating roles in our own agency. I used to have strategists on the front end of our direct clients and they were, you know, chatting with them, doing their reporting calls. And I couldn't figure out, like, there still isn't this, like, I don't know, just warm feeling. These clients still just didn't love them as much as I wanted to. And what it came down to was the fact that I didn't have the right personalities on the front end. And that's the same thing for the agency owner. They're so emotionally tied to their business that they will do anything to keep clients. But at the same time, they shoot themselves in the foot because they may not be the best person to start explaining these results. And then they come up with a reason. And then there's a delay because they're waiting for a response from a... It just ends in catastrophe. (laughs) So So what I hear you saying is that you help people build a business that is best for the customer, not a finding a customer that's best for the business. Yeah, right. that's exactly it. Yeah, focus on retention as much as you do results. Those two things are equally as important. The experience your clients are left with will make or break usually whether or not they choose to leave you in the long run. And that's a relationship that you're building. And anytime you're in a relationship, Relationships are not one-sided. So it's not just, I'm the one that's perfect for you and you and I are going to have this relationship and I'm going to tell you everything amazing about me, but I'm not really going to worry about whether everything that's amazing about me is really what you need Mm -hmm. and what fits what's amazing about you. So what I hear you saying is you look at the customer, you say, all right, who is the best person and each of these roles to serve that customer in that, that different capacity? Rather than just, I'm the CEO, I'm the founder of this, I'm going to do it all. So yeah. do you, okay, so Mr. Baker is listening. Do you hear that? Do you hear the difference between those two things? I started an agency. I knew everything. I knew how to build chatbots. I knew how to do create copy for conversations in chatbots. I knew it all. So I could do it all. But that does not mean I was the, and I wasn't the best person to do the follow-up, to do the actual recording of the statistics, the performance of the bot, who was watching what, who was continuing to click buttons. That's someone else. So instead of me trying to do all of those things, I should focus on what I'm good at. And hopefully that's growing the company, growing the agency, and let the other people who are good at each of those different roles to serve the customer be the best person to serve the customer. What a flipping concept. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all psychological, right? I I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. I hire people not because they have great digital marketing experience for the client success manager role, which is our front end. Those are those are the people who we're getting, you know, the agency owners removed and we're putting ourselves in. I hire them because they're empathetic, because they understand how to connect at a human level with people. That's not a skill that even account managers have, right? The people who execute the tasks and do the strategy, even they are married to their work. So finding someone, it's almost like a salesperson. If you think about it, the salesperson builds trust in that sales call, gets someone to sign on. Same idea with a client success manager. You put someone in your agency who's there to actually take care, you know, kind of like the mom or the dad, we talk about being a parent, someone who's there to take care of the client's needs and hear them out and understand their goals and be their biggest cheerleader. That is your glue. That will be the person that can carry them through low points of a campaign. That'll be the person that they trust when they're saying something to them. You know, that's been a game changer in our, in any agency, to be honest, that role in itself 
will completely revolutionize the way that you look at churn, the way that you're able to retain your clients. It's phenomenal in terms of implementing that. Wow. That is really a unique strategy. It is a strategy that I know clients, customers, consumers are really hungry for because gone are the days when a company just wants to hire a digital marketer just to post ads. Gone are the days that someone, a company just wants to hire a chatbot builder just to build a chatbot. Those days are gone. They have been already saturated with, overwhelmed by the people who can just do that service. They need a founder with a mission. They need an agency that speaks their language, not just in the, I know who my avatar is and they're Jane Doe and they work five days a week and they work from nine to three and they pick up their kids after. No, that's not it. They need someone that they can actually subscribe to a mission with this company and they feel aligned with the founder and the team. So it sounds like that's exactly what you are helping your agencies create. Right, exactly. It's someone who who can represent your brand and who models the same core values that you have, which if you've ever hired and fired and recruited, it's a process to get there. It is finding your needle in a haystack. And we've done all that heavy lifting for people because of our recruiting process, because our core values of transparency and honesty, these are the people we bring on to represent you. So I, I think that that, you know, the model in itself to have client success managers is, is great. I think the way we've done it has been a way to, if you look at a drop service or drop shipping, right? You can do that with an entire team at our agency, which in itself is a pretty cool thing. Wow. So what do you think is the the most innovative part of this this process that you just outlined? What is the most innovative and and if it's different, what is it what part of it do you love the most or any, and are you most excited about? Yeah. I mean, I think the client management aspect of our service is definitely the most innovative. It's something that no other white label provider is currently offering, and I think it has a lot to do with overhead and and you know people charge for it i've seen people starting to catch on to it and charging you know really high amounts and for us it came down to customer service i think the reason why this model has worked for us is because it's a core value of ours to serve anybody at a very high level it doesn't matter if they were a direct client of our agency or if they were a white label partner whatever it was and that is something we're okay with you know it, it's something that we know retains longer so that's something that you have to be willing i think to give up a little bit of your overhead a little bit of your margin in order to have a better experience for your clients with the client account management side of things you know outside of that our our systems our processes we leverage automation in ways that i don't think other agencies have caught on to yet My goal when I was back in operations was to ensure that anything that took five minutes, how can I turn that into one step with an automation? We got away from emails, manual emails, sending off, hey, this is now done a long time ago, probably four years ago, and turn that into a button in Monday where we could just automate it and it could just shoot out. So it's little things like that where this, our entire model, you know, if you think of an agency as a house, all the intricacies in our agency are both married between human interaction, like really good high quality people and automation where we're able to do what we do at scale, which is really cool. Wow. And I know you and I have had a conversation off air and automation is, I mean, I think that is the most exciting part of life, at least in terms of of how I want to think and how I challenge my mind. But if that automation doesn't serve the human in the best way possible, 
And I'm not just talking about making our processes faster and easier, but also our customers so that we take that time that we no longer have to spend in that automation and spend it on relationship building or communication or thank yous or whatever human interaction, then it's it's not really as innovative as we might think. So what's your favorite process? You just mentioned that that email. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's so anybody cool. listening is probably going to want to do that. <laughs> so what what other what other automations do you do that just like probably a year ago you thought you didn't even know you could do that and now you're it's part of your normal routine. Yeah. Oh gosh, there's so many. I do think that that automation is one of the coolest. I I do also kind of love that we have we've leveraged AI for our Zoom calls. Now this is interesting because I I used to be really fearful of this because those transcription bots scared me. They they never really got it all the way right. And so I think one of my favorite ways we've leveraged some form of automation has been to have our little bots go into the Zoom calls. They now can create a very beautiful, well-presented recap of what was discussed. Again, just in ways I could have never envisioned the ago was possible. And we can now send this to clients and our partners, which gives a layer of transparency they didn't have before, right? Because they're not joining our calls if they're focused on sales. They want to know what's happening on these calls, on the inside, on these reporting calls. And that's been one of my favorite ways that we've been able to do this. It transcribes it, it recaps it, you can shoot it right out of the machine and off it goes, you know, to give everybody a nice overview of what was said and what needs to get done. And what was the name of that? So this one's called Supernormal, I believe, AI. One of my favorite tools. I've got a lot of favorite tools these days, but that (laughs) happens to be one of my favorite ones for sure. And then leveraging with your project management system, anywhere you can leverage proactive communication. So that's what we have in ours where I have an account manager who can say, hey, this is ready for your approval in a nicely like laid out email that fires off with the click of a button. The proactive touches to your client enhance everything else you're delivering from that one-to-one interaction that they're getting. So those are great additions into your agency on leveraging the automation side, but also kind of enhancing the experience overall. So how do you, can you give one last piece of advice to anyone listening with the, who is probably inundated with the number of tools available now for automation, for AI, for bots, for streamlining, all the different, I mean, you know, we're pretty much inundated and overwhelmed with the number of tools. Can you, as a last piece of advice, help people with how they can decide if a particular tool is going to really benefit them and if it if it is worth their time to learn and implement? What would you suggest? Yeah. So I think the first question to ask yourself is, how does this impact my client? If we know that a tool or something that we're implementing is going to be a benefit for them, then I think it's worth exploring. If we are doing it for personal reasons, I think you have to reevaluate that. And that's where I see a lot of CEOs have shiny object syndrome. I mean, you go into AppSumo and you're lost for days in there because it's like tools galore and we all love it and it's all fun and it's going to shortcut everything, except for the fact that you still have to remember what is the output? What does it look like? What's the deliverable? How is this going to make my client's life easier, better, get better results? Like, What is it going to do to impact? And so I do think the first step is to look at a tool and go, how does this change the way my clients perceive the agency, get better results, something of that nature, and then explore the possibilities with it. Because you know you can absolutely get sucked into a lot of these things and they're not all necessary. I think that's something you have to remember too, is that 
A tool is there to help shortcut things. You know, for example, I just started using Zero Work. Phenomenal tool. I'm such a fan. I've told everybody in all the agency groups I can. And I think I love it so much because it helped me shortcut to a point where now I'm like, shoosh, all the things that I felt like were going to take me hours are completely consolidated. And so that's a helpful tool, right? So it has a big impact for me and my time. And so that's the same way we have to look at it with a client's tool or an innovation in our agency. If it can help the client at the end of the day, great. If it can help streamline your team, great, because that means a better output for your clients. If it can help reduce the amount of time you as an agency owner spend on a task, even better, right? Because our time is better used in other places, closing deals or generating leads. So yeah, I think those are the things that you really have to look at. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. 